Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mary B. Welcome to the The Happiest Happiest Girls Podcast. Episodes will drop every Monday morning, and each week we'll be tackling a new topic, chatting about motherhood, singlehood, health, wellness, and everything in between. Tune in each week as we discuss what it means to be the happiest girl. Hi, Mary B. Hey, Kate. How's it going? It's going good. I'm just sipping out of my sponsored drink. Poppy. Shout out Poppy. Just kidding. Thanks for sponsoring. (laughs) They didn't actually sponsor us, but they did send me an amazing three three packages full of Poppy. I'm just manifesting. I'm drinking watermelon and you're drinking? Raspberry Rose. How is it? Oh, I thought it was rosé. Raspberry Rose. That's cute. No, there's no uh, alcohol. Oh, no. No little little thingy. But yes, it's delicious. So we're just, I guess, manifesting a true sponsorship. Or maybe just like a jumpsuit. Kate has the team on her back getting all these gifts. Trying to provide for my family. Yeah. That's all. So how's your last two weeks been? They've been great. It's just been chilling, hanging out with Dictator, hanging mm. out with Spencer. What have we been doing? No, nothing. Spencer's been traveling a lot, so I'm t- tired. Mm. <laughs> so does anyone uh, in the room here want to chime in? Spencer's rolling his eyes. <laughs> tired you gotta sleep in this morning yes one day of the last 14 okay it's not my fault that you chose to go to florida for 12 hours to play golf it's fair Touche. Um, and you stayed out super late what did you do thursday do you want to tell the people can you talk about it yeah i just went out with clients work well, where'd you go well, that's we ended out at zz's zz's guys mm. super super it was a lot of fun the food is carbone schweinke essentially it's owned by major food group yeah, but it's yeah. a private members club correct so food was good good vibes hudson yards they're really making that place come to life yeah just for the record we don't belong there correct i was invited we were he was a guest i don't need people thinking that we pay ten thousand dollars a year just to eat at a restaurant we don't you have to be a member there to eat at zz's what's it called zz's club there was an old zz's wine bar i think or something like that downtown and they opened up a private club in Hudson Yards, I think it's like ten thousand dollars to join, and then it's like ten thousand. I, I don't. It's a ten thousand dollars sign-on fee. And then like twenty five hundred a year or something like that. Yeah, like I that. think it's like, but it's twenty thousand. I think for a couple. For a couple, yeah. And that doesn't include the food, I'm guessing. No, no, <laughs> no chance. So you're gonna pay, but it's like you get access to all of the restaurants that major food group owns, which is a lot. They own a lot of really amazing. Oh, do you get early access to them? I'm sure you get. A benefit, like yeah, a reservation that benefit. Sense. That makes sense. Hmm. I'm not sure what you're getting out of that. That's what I said. <laughs> He's like, we have to join this place. It's so cool. I was like, no. I did not say that. But it is like a Cassie Cipriani. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like these new membership, new clubs are popping up that like make you feel People like exclusive. to, yeah, feel exclusive. Sure, 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 If you sure, can't sure. get into Soho House, you might as well join ZZ's, I guess, is their twist. Oh my god, really? I feel like it'd be harder to get into ZZ's and Soho House. Well, you can't get into the Soho house unless you're creative. So I feel yeah. like each one has. How does their that make own. you feel? Makes you feel like I'd never be invited there. <laughs> you know what you need to do. I feel like I'm creative in my own ways, but just not yeah. enough to for them to. Want I did me to apply be there. to Soho House one time when I was like much younger for the under twenty seven in Chicago, and I wrote in my essay, "I'm like, don't you want to have a nurse at your pool? You know, just in case." But they didn't let me in. It's a good... Uh, I thought it was funny. It was a good ask. I think that's a good way to like to kind of present yourself. Mm. Yeah. So should we Sorry, take no a step, hard feelings. Should we take a step back and introduce who we have here? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So Spencer is our guest today. Welcome, Spencer. Hi guys. What Thank should you for we me. let's introduce you? What should we say about you? Spencer is originally born in New York, but raised in New Jersey. Yeah. And in northern New Jersey. Do you call it a pork roll? Or do you call it Ham egg and cheese? A ham? Yeah, ham. Pork roll is pork it's just ham. <laughs> But I ham mean, is from, a, from pork, from a pig. I, I understand my Southern Jersey friends will not be happy by the way that I describe it, but I'd, I'd go with a bacon egg and cheese anyway, so it's not really here or there for me. So you grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. You went to the, the public high school there. Went to public high school for two years, and then I went to Bergen Catholic private were, high school you, for two years. Were you scouted to play football there, or you just went there? You no can't comment. say. Oh my gosh, sounds so I guess when I was going to high school, it was a big faux pas when they recruited or they Oh, you're scouted. not allowed to say that, sorry. They're not technically recruiting or scouting or whatever you want to call it, but they have camps, they'll talk to you, they'll you know tell you how they think you'll fit in with the team and the school, etc. But it's not technically recruiting, um, there's no benefits or anything given from that side. So then you transferred to the all-boys Catholic school. Yep. My parents' dream son-in-law. There you go. And then you went and played football at Penn. Correct. Same thing. You were recruited, but you had you only get athletic scholarship, right? They don't you do... You only do... Uh, I mean, academic scholarship. Academic scholarship. So you get grant and academic scholarship towards school, and then anything else you have to... You, you know, have to take out a loan. Exactly. Well, a loan or pay for yourself if you have the money. Yeah. We're still paying off those. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He only has like a very little bit. <laughs> I don't even have anything left. Oh, okay. There shouldn't be anything up to this point. Come well, on. he's like, I keep, it's for my credit score. I, I will say, I will oh. say I, I've left like a couple hundred dollars still to keep the line open because it's my longest, I think it's my longest credit line. So I'm trying not to take down the average score of my credit line. Oh, wow. Average Will really knock you down? No, it really won't make that big of a difference. I don't think at this point it, it makes really any because I have a lot of other stuff going on in my credit history, so mm-hmm. uh, I'll probably just pay it off. But it just reminds that's you why of where I, you came from, humble yes. beginning. Well, I mean, I had it on for such a long time because I didn't have a credit history when I was like first out of college, so it's like the first thing that you have, like a loan right. you've paid off on time, right. etc. So <sighs> interesting. So you went to Penn and you did you majored in? I did a concentration in finance and operations management with a minor in consumer psychology. So it was out of, the major was out of the Wharton, under, Wharton School undergrad. And then my <coughs> my minor was under the, in the college, so the College of um, Arts and Sciences. So nice. got a good mix of both. Yeah. And graduated there in 2015 and then started off into the real world at Morgan Stanley mm-hmm. was my first job out of, out of school full-time. So. And you interned there, too. I interned there. I had an internship out of my sophomore year at um, a random, you know, th- it was like a small equity shop. Um, and then internship full-time and then eventually moved over to the city. And here I am with a lovely wife. Yes. She, Morgan Stanley brought me to Chicago for a year, which was an interesting part of my path, but... That was, uh, how many years ago was that? 2014, 16, I guess it was ran into. Yeah. yeah so. No, I know. Like it was 2016 into 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, do you want to share your Winston Churchill quote? Oh, well, 
Mrs. Churchill and Winston Churchill were driving in a car back in the day, and they passed by Mrs. Churchill's ex-boyfriend, who I think was like a street sweeper or like a chimney cleaner or something like that, which like those people work hard. Okay. So we're not going to knock them, but Winston did. And he was like, Oh, like that could have been you. You could have been the wife of a street sweeper. And she was like, no, I, he would have been the prime minister. Winston Churchill was the prime minister. Right? And why is that applicable to this? That is applicable because yes, where Spencer started and where he is now is because of me. There you no, go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> None of my work matters. It was all because I got to come home and Kate pushed me to no, be No, no. I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally kidding. But I think that we do support each other to yeah. work hard and achieve each other's dreams, which I think is important. It's important to support your partner mm-hmm. in what they want to be doing. And that comes at a lot of sacrifice for each other. Yeah. You know, a lot of time alone a lot of time like even when i was working long shifts like during covid spencer had to sacrifice because while other people were going to palm beach and go like renting houses out of the city or whatever spencer had he didn't have to but we were engaged i, I guess to. so that would have been a long time apart from each other so and i still had to go to work every day like a normal person so he he wrote it out in the city with me so you know we all make sacrifices and here we are. Here we are. He advanced in his career, and I helped people. Actually, I guess when we <laughs> it's say... It's a good uh, yin and yang, <laughs> yeah. right? I oh, guess it balances out the good karma. The good. I don't want to say evil, but <laughs> lesser of the good, <laughs> technically. Yes. It just makes me think of that movie Soul from Disney. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, but you know, like the... the the scene where there are the people who don't yeah. have souls and yeah. it's i remember when that first came out you said you loved it and you were like oh and the investment banking portion of course <laughs> of course he said they were the ones with no souls it was fitting the guy just kind of re- reinvigorated his life smashes the computers and goes uh runs away from his job yeah i had a friend who i interned with when i was in publishing whose boyfriend was in investment banking and she like came to work one day and she was like my boyfriend just like stood up in the middle of the day and quit and left. Wow. I was like, she's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to be good. I was yeah, like, though they work those guys hard. Like I would go visit Spencer at his office in Times Square, like sacrifice at like 10 PM. You would bring me Did you hear that? Like, Times Square. Time, Times Square. It's not even about, it's not even about being at 10 PM tonight. It's, it's, I had to go walk through Times Square. Oh my, oh my goodness, the horror. The <laughs> Elmo, ma- the Elmo <laughs> costumes <laughs> and the Iron Man suits. <laughs> no, it horrifying. is horrifying. It is, trust me, it's, it's horrifying enough spot. for me. Yeah, There's I would bring of... you a chocolate covered espresso beans from mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. Well, I was studying for my CFA. That's yeah. love. Yeah. Anyways, Mary, what was your first impression of Spencer when you when oh you met him? Oh my god, when did we first meet? Santa Party back in 2018 or no, 17? No, it would have been before that. 2017. Yeah. yeah, because 2016 I did not get an invite. I was not hurt. I was maybe a little bit hurt. You went with it was me, early you days. Went, when you went with... Did uh, you come skiing with us? Yes, that's what I first okay. Oh, skiing. skiing was... We yes, went skiing together. Yes, sorry. My first time ever skiing. Yes, yeah. I remember we got margaritas. Yep. Um, Shout out yeah. Tommy for bringing me down a black diamond on my second day skiing. Oh, almost yeah. losing a, uh, a kneecap. That's our brother, and that's actually evil. But did you die? And yet he stayed I with not us. Die. Family. <laughs> he did stayed not in die. the family. I can still that. visualize it to this day. Oh, I was like, he's going to tear his ACL. I was just looking at the trees. I was like, I'm probably not supposed to be looking at the trees. Uh, my first impression, I don't even remember. I feel like 
with all of my siblings, I don't really pay so much attention to the person, but I pay attention to my sibling. So oh, that's cute. That's how I judge a character is if you make my sibling happy, then I love you. Yeah. Don't so, get a big Though, fortunately, I've, you know, grown to love you as a person independently <laughs> Thank as well. You for <laughs> Thankfully, after seven years, <laughs> you finally made it. Yeah. So, yeah, Spencer's a good friend of mine. We hang. Yeah. Spencer is like somebody, which is fun to have someone come into the family, another person at the dinner table where you can like just make eye contact with and be like, <laughs> what's going uh, yeah. on? We've, we've had many, many a nights just, you know, <laughs> not forgetting the jazz club. Back in the day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's for another time. But. That's a story for another day, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good, good time. So that was fun. That was that. your first wedding. That was our first wedding. Our first wedding. Wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Wedding during COVID, which we mm-hmm. redid the next year with so more people. The jazz club was basically a rehearsal dinner. Essentially became that one. Yeah. yeah. We went to the Green Lady, if anybody is familiar. Kansas City. Kansas City. Actually, yeah, people might be interested in that now that Kansas City is blowing Poppin'. up. If you, if you are, to go there, yeah, the, go Green to the Green Lady, Lady is a great jazz bar in Kansas City. It's classic. Yes. Yeah. It's a fun time. Or you can go to Tom. What was the other place Tom, that we went Tom. to? Tom Tom. Oh my god, no, that's a really no, rules. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's actually Tom's, right? Yeah, it's like it's a bourbon. It's a really it's cool a bourbon distillery. Yeah, airplane. it's a bourbon yeah. distillery. Yeah. That is also a it's restaurant really with cocktails. It's like a twenties vibe. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, um, I and actually when we were there, I saw a guy that I went to grade school there on a date, but Tom's I didn't say anything. Tom's Town, Tom's Town, Tom's Town Distilling Co. Tom's Town. We so there are some two week. two I spots. That. That'd be fun. Yeah, you really guys, like we need to like place. do things while we're in Kansas City. Well, so. I really like that place, especially even since living in New York uh, and having been there. Like that place is just as good as a lot of places in New York. It's yeah. like a cool cocktail Cheaper, bar, not as and you can probably sit down when you get there, which is a plus, <clears> which yes. you can't do a lot of times in New York. That's fact. Which Spencer, have you been to uh, LP in West Village? I don't think so. It's like on the corner and it has like a silver door. It's really unassuming. Oh, yes. We did go. But I don't think it was called LP. Remember? And you had to text the guy and he opened it and you go down the stairs. Yeah, you go down the stairs. Oh, like the. But I don't think it's like a speakeasy. But I don't think it was called LP when you were there. It was definitely called something else. I've been there a couple times. I think some people don't call it LP. I think they call it by its full name, which is like L. It starts with an L and a P. (laughs) (laughs) But I have been there two or three times. I like it. I love all speakeasy vibes. Yeah. Um, as Kate knows, I'm going to have a... Uh, I like, like, dark interior. You're, like, hidden, That's like, what hidden I said rooms. to Kate. I was like, I think... I said, Spencer, this is how well I know you. There you I go. I was like, hey, I went to this bar. I think Spencer would love it. Yeah, you should she take did out. say that. But in general, it would be a good date spot if everyone's looking for it. Close quarters. Village. Close quarters, jazz, jazz yeah. dark. I love, love jazz music. Very cool. Very unassuming. Just old New York energy. Yes. So... Yeah, I did do that this week. It was fun. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your life to give yourself some background before we get into our questions? I don't, I don't think so. I guess I have two brothers. Yes, you're the middle child. Middle child. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you kind of hit it all. I don't know if I'm missing anything. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right, Spencer. All right. Were there any... Here, why don't you, like... I don't know if there's questions that you wanted to answer. Was there any that you wanted to answer first? But, like... No particular order. Okay, we'll, we'll kind of, I'll try to put these in, like, order of life. Okay. Um, so we'll start with college. Okay. Well, do you want to start with Catherine's? 
Sure. I mean, we can, if you That's guys want to go deal re- really deep really quick, <laughs> we can go right into it. But. So let's say tips for an undergrad going into finance. I think. So also, we love women in finance. Like finance girlies. Queen. Queen. Amazing. And you sadly, also love Yeah, I think sadly finance. there's not enough. Yeah. Really isn't. And we've, uh, I think as a team, you know. I guess giving my giving Don't a little a background. Yeah, so giving really a little like background. Her. I run the investment grade bond trading group at Citigroup. Uh, I started doing that. Well, I started running the group earlier this year, but I've always been in bond trading. So for me, you know, I, like I said, I think there's not enough female. You know, there's not enough of a female presence, unfortunately, in finance. And I think there's a really um, big opening and need for that. So especially if you you have an interest, I think that's the most important part. I think having an interest. And finding out what your interest is, I tell a lot of the people who you know now work for me and, and have worked with me, you saw it a lot early on. If you're not really interested in what you're doing and you're doing it for money or you feel like this is like a career path for you, but there's no genuine interest in what you're doing, either it be trading or investment banking, sales, whatever that is, you know, you're going to burn out. The hours are long. Um, you know, there's time away from the family, there's traveling, especially as you become more senior. And if you don't have a vested interest and in, in truly like what you're doing day in and day out and find yourself becoming more interested in learning something new on a daily basis, then it's probably not either the right product for you or, you know, the right career path for you. So I think the problem is people don't like to look inward and find what's right for them. And they just see finance as a a way to make money and they go for it. So for me, it's most important that you figure out what you love. And if finance is that, you know, then it's about drilling down what about it do you love. And I think there's a a big, um, you know, as far as I can tell, need for younger talent. You know, the the past couple of years has been dominated by crypto, that type of world. And the traditional finance world has taken a back seat. I think there's a bit of a, a lacking in young talent coming through as much as there was in the past. Not to say there isn't talented people who are young, but it felt like there was a lot more people who were trying to do, you know, traditional finance. And as that's starting to come back around, it definitely feels like there's a gap and, and a real chance for young people to be successful in the business. Hmm. So what advice would you have for this person as they go into it? Besides, make, 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 sure, make sure you, you really like it. Like it. Yeah, I think you've got to really like it. it. I think the interest, the, the big thing is finding something you're truly interested in. Don't be intimidated by the boys club. Well, that's that's definitely something, you know, that you, you'll want to make sure that when you go through the whole process, you know, be, be proud of what you've done, what you've accomplished up until the point when it comes to interviews or super days or whatever it may be. And just be confident in the fact that you've done what you've done up to that point. So I think the biggest thing is finding an interest. And, and if you're going to if you're just starting out or if you're in college, um, there's a ton of classes. I think you really have to drill down to find out, you know, what makes, you know, what, you know, what sort of gets your interest going. Is it is it trading? Is it sales? Is it banking? And then kind of going down the path of figuring out um, maybe more on a more niche level what what exactly within that is driving you. Mm-hmm. What do you think a guy means when he says, oh, sorry, I was like so busy at work when he doesn't text you for like three days? <laughs> are, are you hinting at something? Uh, no, no, I would never allow that. <laughs> no, I, I think. It, but it, do you think that's a good excuse? No, I don't. What a point in the relationship. Yeah, that's a very good point. What, uh, what point in the relationship? Is this I like, think so. Say you've been dating for like three, three or four months. Listen, I think everyone's busy. If you go through my phone, you'll see there's a lot of missed texts, unfortunately. You know. Spencer rarely responds to my text messages. <laughs> I will say 
the one thing that you as you get older especially realize is you have only allotted a certain amount of time for whatever it is right whether it be work working out your friends your family your loved ones Mm -hmm. and if someone truly cares about you they will allot you into one of those buckets and Mm -hmm. if they don't or they see you as something that is a maybe or not really viable they're not going to make the time so I think for people who are dating or dating people in finance, you know, the reality is there will be times where the person will be very busy, but it's all about communicating, making sure that your boundaries are set and that you know um, and they know, you know, that you guys are working towards something, right? It doesn't have to be super serious early on, but there has to be an understanding and a respect level, especially if you're busy, they're busy, et cetera. You know, not an excuse to just text someone three days later and be like, oh, hey, sorry, I was busy, right? That, that just is disrespectful to a certain point, so. I feel like it's healthier to set expectations. Exactly. You could just say, just so you know, I'm going to be slow to answer texts during the workday. Yeah. And I, and I think that's very fair. For a while, as when I was a junior, I had more free time. You know, Kate can surely in, in, uh, agree or disagree, but... Oh, I, yeah, we barely talked. You know, we, we, we barely talked. Not in a bad way, but, like, you'll FaceTime, you know, like yeah. before your morning meeting and, like, stuff like that. Like, yeah, so you have to find pockets of time and, you know, obviously as things go further you know the you have to you know continue to over communicate i think that's the biggest point mm-hmm. advice for girls wanting to be in a relationship Ooh. advice for girls wanting to be in a relationship <laughs> i think i'm i'm that's uh, a good that is a good question it's kind of a loaded question but i like it the i think for me for you know so give uh a bit of background you know i, I uh dated kate we met in chicago uh, it was early in my career. You were 23. You were 23. I think, I think for me, it's really big, you know, to sort of find where your values align, right? If you're meeting someone new, um, you don't have to go down 21 questions day one. But, you know, over the first couple of weeks of meeting someone, you should really get to know what kind of person that, you know, who you're talking to is, right? Whether or not they're interested in they have the same faith or they have the same goal future goals or they're family oriented or they they don't care about that or they're you know career driven etc and and see where you you know stack up in that and, and where you align um you know i think that's the biggest thing for me i'm, I'm probably a bit too much of an over communicator you know that was no something. such thing <laughs> i think thing. i think for me relative to other men, I would say, I think the issue that men sometimes have is they communicate too little, right? You, you don't, you're not fully transparent because you don't want to seem like you're weak or I think it gets down to being um, able to break that down with someone and really get to the crux of an issue if that, if that is an issue. But I think communication is a big thing for me. I think aligning yourself with someone because the reality is, especially in this world of finance or any real world that you're going to live in with a partner down the line, whether it be having a child, whatever, if communication isn't, you know, priority number one, you know, the, the relationship is set up to fail. Not to say it will, but you'll have a lot more arguments down mm-hmm. the line. Mm-hmm. Kate and I have a shared calendar. We have a lot of things that we do to make sure that that's a fight that's avoided at all costs because it's an unnecessary one. It's an easy one to fix. So uh, in terms of being in a relationship and, and finding one, I think, you know, values and figuring out where your values align and then you know for me it's the communication uh, topic that's probably the maybe the toughest one for some men to have but probably the most important one mm. and the church is Spencer Amen. <laughs> and don't think that they're going to change like well, if a guy... some men change I, I won't say 
people change. But I think if someone says, I don't want to have kids, you shouldn't yes. think to yourself, Correct. oh, he's going to change yeah. today. Well, we're talking about values. When you talk about, like, those values, I don't think they can change. But I think if someone doesn't seem to be, like, a good communicator, Correct. you can oh, work yeah, on that totally. in a relationship. Well, some people talk about their feelings more than others. and you know, I've gotten better. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. said for, for a and long time. And that's an example of change. Exactly right. You, you know, go. for me, I've, I'm probably... Um, a big communicator and Kate and I over our relationship have really worked at that and I think that's it shows the commitment we have to one another and that's an important part of it mm-hmm. of course you should always want to be trying to get better yeah thank you Spencer yes yeah, of course what do you love the most about yourself and Kate oh I think this has changed over time I guess I can start with Kate I think the biggest the, mo- the thing I loved about her early on I guess two things was it was clear to me how much she loved her family. So for me, I'm very close to mine. I have two brothers who I'd do anything for in the world. You know, no matter what goes on in our lives, you know, no matter how much time we spend with one another, etc. You know, for me, that's was and has always been priority number one. Obviously, having a family and having a child, your priorities change. But it was amazing getting to know her early on, how important Mary B, her brothers... <laughs> her mom and dad were to her and it aligned very much with where I saw my life going right I wanted someone who was close with their family who wanted to spend time with their loved ones etc and I think for me the fact that she was so big on her family and that being a priority for her showed me that she was just you know that was sort of where she was at her core I think the other thing that I loved was seeing how much how hard of a worker she was so she worked night shifts in the south side of chicago as a nurse shout out all nurses out there but you know seeing her passion to want to help people how often she would talk to me about certain um you know things she'd have to go through on a daily basis obviously not giving away any client information or patient information but she would she would delve into what she'd see on the south side of chicago you know how that kind of hurt her at her core for me seeing her passion in that and realizing that she wasn't someone who is just, you know, marrying for money. She she came from <laughs> wanting to well, just seeing that she could do <laughs> it herself. The money. No, but just saying seeing Are you so- hiding it? <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't really happen until later on. But the reality was you were you you showed me early on that you were gonna do it no matter what and it wasn't about that for you, right? It was about yeah. finding something that was really interesting and passionate that you were passionate about. So I think early on for me that was where I saw my favorite parts of Kate. I think having a child changes that. You know, just seeing her in the morning with our daughter and you know, it you seriously brings tears to my eyes. I'm not gonna try not to get emotional because I, I will say I'm an emotional person, but you know, I, just seeing how much love they have for one another. And you know, I, I woke our daughter up from a nap earlier, and she kept looking around the apartment saying "Mama," and you know, just seeing how much our daughter turns to her for you know, even at an early age for that love and affection that she so often gives. You know, that's so important, you know, seeing someone who cares so much and, you know, wants to be a good mother. That's that's probably the, the, the best thing that I get to deal with on a daily basis. As far as myself, what do I love most about myself? Mm-hmm. I want to say um, I've tried to embody, you know, s- selflessness and, and, you know, trying to put others ahead of myself, um, whether it be within family or friends. Um, and, and trying to give my all no matter what the situation is. For me, it's a big p- 
part of what I try to do, whether it be at work or in family life. And you know, I think from for the more I've gotten to know myself, and you know, obviously you learn a lot about yourself over over uh, years of having a child and and doing you know things that I've done. I think for me, it's about um, you know that consistency on that side that I've tried to embody. Good. Love that. Where should a single NYC girls go to find a nice guy? Go from one one extreme to the other. Seriousness to well, yeah. I don't I want like it that. to be like too heavy. <laughs> I, you're not going to meet. Well, I, I'm not going to say you're not going to, but it, it's very. Uh, I have a. I would assign a very low likelihood to you meeting someone at the club that you're going to want a lasting, long-term relationship with. Now, not to say you shouldn't go to the club. You know, Live your life. Little Sister on a Tuesday is a great time. Spencer's credit card is still there. No, we hate Little Sister <laughs> on this podcast. Okay, yeah. we don't like Little Sister, I guess. The is bouncer is me. Maybe. Well, he is... Yeah. He actually was in John Wick. He's That guy is... A, if it's the guy you're talking about. Yes, it, it definitely. If he was okay. in John Wick, that, that He's tracks. a mustache. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes. Um. <laughs> Elena and I have been personally victimized by him. Okay, well, It's not your fault. <laughs> that is not nice. But, you know... I think the the best way to go about it is you know you see so many success stories on Bumble or Hinge. You know I really do think that's a viable option. Outside of that, it's probably a mix of go you know, meet someone at a workout class, friend of a friend. But what spots do you guys go to after work? Or a bar. I think bars are you know you're more likely to meet someone at a bar than a than a club. Like bars. Where does, I where does city guys? Go I will to get say. Drinks? I will say though. City winery on I, Thursday. Here's my mm. perspective as well. I'll insert myself. I've gone. You to are like a single happy, MIC girly. I know. I've gone to these happy hours where I've seen a lot of men in suits, and it's like rare if I feel comfortable enough going up to them or if they will like go up to me. That's I just fair. don't know if like a happy hour around all of your coworkers is a place where a man is going to like hit on a girl in the bar. Well, that's yeah. true. A lot of times it's because you're with your boss and your coworkers, exactly. right? You don't want to set a precedent of how you act in that situation. And exactly. then you hear about the next you day. You have to be semi-professional even at happy hour. <clears throat> yeah. So there are a number of bars downtown, you know, you have tinies, you have, there's uh, a number of various bars in like Soho area, Tribeca area, where you can meet someone, employees only, I've found to Brandy be- Brandy Library. Pretty, Brandy Library is another really good one. Brandy so if you're like out puppies. with, I think you have to, puppies. you know, I think one of the biggest things is presenting yourself, I think sometimes, and I think I saw this much differently in Chicago than I do in New York is- as someone who is open to talking, it yeah, doesn't have smiling. to be it doesn't have to be about going home that night or having a relationship. But like, I remember my first night out in Chicago, and I had the multiple conversations with random people, okay. both men and women, not all women. <laughs> but it was just very easy, seamless, just friendly. I think the problem mm-hmm. in New York and the ba- it gets a bad rap, but it's kind of true. Is it feels like people are close off. You, a guy goes up to a girl, she instantly thinks he's hitting on her, trying to bring her home, rather rather than having just a a friendly conversation about whatever they're thinking about at that time. So for me, it's presenting yourself as though you want to have a conversation um, and being open to that, right? Not not closing yourself off, rather, you know, and, and just have fun, right? I think people want to talk to people who are having fun, either dancing or laughing, mm-hmm. having good conversation. So doing that at a bar is um, probably one of the better ways. Workout classes can be tough, but... Um, you know, if, if you have someone you know who goes to a workout class, and it's, it's a way to kind of connect yourself 
through a friend or a colleague or whatever. So mm-hmm. I guess probably those best of the workout mm-hmm. bar. I feel like as far as workout classes go to Barry's is a good one. Yeah, Barry's is good. Soul Cycle yeah. is good. I've 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 met friends at Soul Cycle. I think it's very tough just given the environment, but if you have friends who go, you know, you know the instructor, they mm-hmm. can kind of connect you in a way if you mm-hmm. have that sort of uh, ambition. But not the easiest one because obviously there's no talking during the class and there's yeah. no real crossover. I just feel like I see a lot more men at Barry's than I do at SoulCycle. Well, that's fair. I guess the, the demographic's definitely more yeah. amenable for a, a female talking to a male. Yeah. And, like, join things that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're into a kickball league, if you like volunteering, like, whatever that is, whatever Run that club. looks like to you. Yeah. Pickleball. Like, just get out there. I have a friend who also tap your friends. One of my friends recently got into Columbia Business School. Oh, so Congrats. She was like, I'm about to have a whole new demographic for you. Love it. You There you go. Friends looking out for friends. That's yeah. the best way. I mean, the reality is, you know, getting, knowing someone who totally. you like, who's similar to you, having them connect you with someone. That's probably... Yeah, and who's, who knows you and can exactly. be like, oh, I think that this could be a good fit. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a shot in the dark. And, yeah. You know, For sure. It could be fun, but it could be um, take a while. Mm-hmm. All right. Did he go on paternity leave, husband in finance as well, and curious? So I don't recommend this because I'm... I, bet most people will call me crazy for this. If they give you the option to take it, you should take it. Uh, you should take it. Thinking. I do think you should take it. So I, we have, I had a, um, one of the, he did not. One of the employees it. who works for me currently, he did take it. I don't think there's any backlash from taking it. We definitely, we certainly didn't, you know, didn't give any backlash. The reality is there's a lot that goes into a female having birth more than just the birth. You know, I, we experience it on our own and everyone does in some form or fashion, right? It's, there's a lot of, you know, hormones, all that stuff going on. So you want to be there for your partner. I would recommend 100% taking it. You know, we had a little bit different of an option we took. Um, you know, I was on the morning call the, the, the day my daughter gave, my, the day my wife gave birth to our daughter. Um, and they were, were kind of yelling at me for it. But we, we decided to go to Michigan. So we actually uh, went to a place where we'd have more help. We had people around, but I was able to work because of that. I think if we had done it, uh, any other way it would have been me being home helping in that such. So I do think you're supposed to take it. If there's a way to figure out other options that are good for you, that's that's all well and good. But uh, you should feel uh, emboldened to take it. You definitely shouldn't feel uh, like you'll feel any backlash or anything like that because that's you know it's a and lot I, that goes into. I do also think it's like a, a, a very child. individual correct decision too because correct. truly. I did not feel like I needed you in that Yeah, way. we talked about it a like, lot. Like, I had, like, my mom, and obviously Mary B was here. My mom, my parents subleased an apartment in our building, so they were six floors up for the first two weeks, and, like, they had it for the whole month, so they could have stayed longer, but I literally said to my mom, like, you can go, like, we're, I'm fine here. think, because my baby was so chill, I had a very, like, non-traumatic birth, and then we went to Michigan like a week and a half later where we were surrounded by my mom is one of fives, so, like uh, just a kajillion people helping cousins, aunts, uncles. And Spencer was there too. He was just working the whole time. So he was able to leave and come with us. So it was nice. I mean, I would see her in the morning. Yeah. I'd, 
it's obviously very early on, so the the baby is napping all the time. But again, like she was very chill. Like she wasn't colicky. It's not like we were up all night every night. Like we yeah. didn't have that experience where is it when you're a first time parent and you are having those experiences, it can be very, very, very traumatic. And you need sometimes you need someone to you need to tap out, like for your own sanity and your own safety. Be like, I need someone to be able to wake up at night with a baby who doesn't have to go to work in the morning. So but we didn't have that experience. So it's very it's very individual. If I needed him to take to oh, stop, yeah. he would have stopped. In a heartbeat. I mean that's that's the you know, most important yeah. part of your life when that happens. That's that's comes before everything. It doesn't matter what else pops up. Work can uh, work will be there when you get back. And the reality is, you know, when you think about work, right? They, they could replace you tomorrow. You can't be replaced as a father and a partner. So that's the most important part of it. How is the transition to becoming a dad for the first time? I'll say we talk about this a lot. It's not easy. The the thing that I think it's way easier to become a first time dad than a mom because well, like a mom you had like ten months. It's still very hard as a mom, but like you'd bonded with this baby for ten months yeah. like, inside of you. So th- and you have a natural instinct that men just don't have. So when we spoke, no, no. When we spoke about it. You're getting your body is growing the baby. So when the baby comes, you're prepared for things to change. I think as being a, 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 a first-time dad, you're just not expecting for things to be the way that they are because your life it doesn't it changes in the way that you obviously want to be there for your partner and, and do certain things for them, help them if they need a glass of water, cook meals for them, do all that. But it doesn't stop you from you know, living your life in certain aspects. It wouldn't stop me from traveling to a client trip or, you know, fortunate I was allowed to play golf on weekends. And my wife never really bothered me or told me I couldn't do that. So I, I was still able to go about my life fairly seamlessly. So when the, the baby came, you know, it's sort of at the, at the drop of a hat, everything sort of changes, right? Your priorities change. The way that you manage your time changes, what you can do, when you do it. You know, that all sort of changes because the most important thing is being a dad, being a partner. So it's definitely not easy, but um, I, by far the most rewarding thing that I've gone through in my entire life. You know, I, I don't know where I'd be without our daughter. Um, and I think for me, uh, I go through it all over again, obviously, with that goes without saying. But yeah. it's definitely something that you should prepare yourself for, whether it be reading a book watching videos, talking to your partner, but um, nothing you can really do to prepare yourself. I feel like it was, um, I think like you said, our, our, the, the births, your birth, the birth of our daughter, you giving birth was pretty seamless. She's a pretty good sleeper. So we didn't really have to deal with a lot of the stresses that other parents do, but um, you know, it still changes a lot of, of your life early on right away. Definitely. Good answers. Maybe do you have any input on anything? Oh, I'm just thinking of becoming over a first time. <laughs> what was it like to become an aunt? I'm not to start today. It's easy to be an auntie. You just come in, you get the love, and, and then you leave. <laughs> oh, she loves you. She, she, every time she runs the door. She even knows what your contact looks like in my phone. Because when I was looking, I was tracking your location today. She's like, B? B? Were you just curious? B? Well, I was like, I, if I should put her down or not, and then I saw you were super close. So we, we oh, okay, okay. Um, it's no sweeter sound than Ampy. Mm. Mm. She loves her auntie. Ears. She loves her auntie. Hardest. Well, we'll do. We'll go back to a finance one. Okay. Balancing finance and family. 
I think this goes on to the time management. Yeah, because people are busy in a million different professions. Like, finance people are not the busiest people on the planet. Like, people in the military go away for, like, a year. Yeah, you you, you have to just be very good with your time management. Whether it be putting things in a calendar. I had a conversation with someone a few weeks ago, actually, about this. And early on in my career, you know, you try to take on a lot. You try to overfill your plate. And for me, I feel like I had to balance a lot of, of things going on in my life in college, right? I was part of a fraternity, playing football, in the Wharton School. So there was, like, a lot I was trying to juggle. I probably took on too many classes by doing the con- two concentrations and a minor. But, you know, for me, it was about th- – I liked thriving in that chaos environment. And I think for, for many people, it's all about nailing down – how best to go about managing your time, whether it be calendar or whatever it is, whatever it takes for you to do that, because you know it's doable. You just have to be accountable to the time that you set in in each part of your life. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important that your intention is clear, and in the sense that I know that you would choose to be with us if you could, but you're doing things like for the future of our family. I think that if a guy is just making you feel like a burden because you want to spend time together and he's just like I'm busy I'm busy I'm working I'm working like that's not a good feeling you have to you have to prioritize right you know the little things here and there that you may be able to move around to fit your family schedule you're supposed to do that right that that goes without saying so again this gets back to the communication aspect we talked about earlier so for, for balancing that out, you have to just be clear and direct with your partner because you can easily get a response. You know, I think a lot of people don't bring things up because they're scared about the response or the the you know answer you're going to get. And when it comes to balancing those two things out, nothing is more important than the home life. So you have to just find the the best way to uh, balance those two, and a lot of that comes through communication. What helps you let go and let God? Um, so for those who don't know, I have a tattoo in my right bicep. Uh, it says, let go, let God. Uh, I, it is probably the one, I did love the quote, the one that I like knew and... I did get it early on. Um, it's my, so big too. How long did it take? It didn't take long. Did it hurt? Did it hurt? It didn't really hurt. How much did it cost? Very little actually. Wait, did you go she to like, like a skeevy place? No. So my brothers had gotten tattoos the same day. Um, at least my older brother did. Tails was tied. And my older brother has yeah, quite a few tattoos. JJ did not get a tattoo yet, but he has multiple. Obviously, I have this one. And for me, it um, it was I, so I got it obviously at an early age, but I, I but I knew I wanted to get it when I was quite young, and a lot of that was you know my parents. So at a young age, split, got a divorce, and my dad would read from this pamphlet that he would receive. Uh, I think it was once a month he'd get a new pamphlet. And the one that he always read to me during times of stress or things were going on in, in at home was labeled Let Go, Let God. And it, it essentially spoke about entrusting everything that's sort of the chaos that kind of may feel like it's consuming you and believing that there's a, a, a path. And, you know, if, if you do... Um, you know, just trust that things are naturally progressing the way that God's setting them out for you and believing in that, that it's going to go according to his will. So for me, you know, it, it a lot of chaos obviously came of that and um, and I, I had to deal with the ups and downs of that. But for my whole life, you're sort of living in, you know, kind of chaos, whether it be the um, times in school where it feels like it's overwhelming or whatever it may be. And for me, it was all about 
grounding myself in grounding myself in my faith, in my Catholic faith. And I've gone obviously to Catholic high school and Kate and I continue to try to go to church every Sunday. Uh, we're not perfect by any means, but you know, we, I've gone to church my entire life. And for me, it's grounding myself in my faith and realizing that, you know, I, I may slip up, I may fail here or there, but God has my back, you know, and continuing to keep that communication line open, right? Praying to God, doing all those things that help me get back to myself at my core, especially when it feels like things are becoming overwhelming. Additionally, you know, I'm very lucky to have great people around me. I have a really great uh, home life. <laughs> well, I was going to get to that. <laughs> Mary was submitting herself early, but I was going to say great home life. I do have an amazing wife and daughter who make my life incredibly easy. From everything that could be, uh, they really do what they can to make my home life easy. You know, I, I do have great in-laws. I will say Sad not many people me. are lucky as me, but I have a great relationship with Mary B. And we're so lucky that she lives in New York. I love my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother-in-laws, my sister-in-law. So all of the people around me on that side, you know, I get to talk to them. You know, if ever I have a concern or if ever I have a thought, you know, they're always a sounding board. And, and that goes for my... Um, direct family, my, my, my parents, you know, my dad and I have a very, very close relationship. My brother, brothers and I uh, are very close. And I think having that support group and a, and a close group of friends, right? I've always said to people who I spoke with, more quarters, less pennies, right? I, I don't really need a, a billion friends. I have a, a solid core who I know I can count on at the drop of the hat to do whatever, you know, if I was in trouble to help me. So I think relying on on people to help you get through things and not closing yourself off you know outside of my faith that's really what has driven me i think to a place of you know peacefulness internally and uh, has allowed me to sort of focus on what's brought about success in my life you know whether it be in school professionally or otherwise a good answer that was a great answer shout out to Catherine who asked that yeah we love you great question yes (laughs) i'm trying to think about any other question what direction do you want us to go i don't know we could say hardest and favorite parts of being a city dad you start hardest hardest. and best parts yeah hardest Hardest is probably how expensive it is well the cost yeah i mean that goes without saying but i think that's i don't know if that's probably is less expensive in other parts we, yeah we do do try to like we live in an apartment like we don't we don't like it could be a lot more expensive we, yeah we could we we live i feel like a very con- cost conscientious life yeah. like we don't blow all our money in yeah. rent we, we go on in, uber eats uh we go on uber jail eats, for you know like, months at a time yeah like we do things to try because we're our goal right now is to save so, which I hope our listeners, you know, that can be maybe your babu for the week. Because I think it's easy when you see online, you see a lot of influencers, people like that, etc. Their consumption is so crazy. And so we're here to remind you that it's okay to not do that. Yeah, it's all about living within your means. I mean, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. I think or people like to put means. on Yeah, like saving, saving for the yeah. future and like looking forward. Like my whole thing is just from what I what I do is what if Spencer got hurt and he couldn't, or he got sick and he couldn't work anymore? What if something happened to one of our kids and they were disabled or they got sick? And that's going to be like a huge cost. Like our, our mindset is always 
looking towards the future, like enjoying the present. Like we go on vacations yep. and blah, 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 blah. we go to nice dinners and stuff like that. But our main goal is always looking forward to the future and to be able to provide a, a nice and comfortable life for our kids. Cause we never want them to feel like, I think Mary B and I were very blessed to not have any financial insecurity growing up. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I think Mary B would agree that that, that is such a blessing that you don't want to put a burden on your children. Yeah. Right? We never want, you know, we never want them to feel, I don't know, any type of way, like, to have a have an immense appreciation and know how blessed they are but also i never want them like worrying about Mm -hmm. things like know that that uh, no matter what because i think that's also a a huge blessing especially as a female is that we never have to worry about staying with a man because we can't afford to leave or you know anything like that like we know we have parents that we can rely on which is a huge, huge, huge blessing that not a lot of people have. And, and now I also have my brother-in-law. Yeah. And there you go. Rely on. She can rely on. And so I think that that's really important to both Spencer and I, that we are we are a place that they know they can always come home. They can always rely on us. And that starts now. Like, yeah. that, that starts now. Saving for college, you know, all that stuff. So I feel like even though New York City is really expensive, we try to do it as... I mean, we have. We certainly have. Yeah conscientious as possible i think the the hardest thing outside the cost i don't think we're there yet because our daughter is so young but for me it's having grown up in the suburbs and realizing that if we were to stay here longer they wouldn't get that experience in new york right yeah, like having how having, long like we're gonna we're not gonna be here in time no but, but that's, 10, my point. Well, that's my point so like around. for me i think that would be the one thing one yeah not getting like that that ideal life yeah like not being able to go outside and running around or having yard to play with that's your own Mm -hmm. etc you know you're you're playing on concrete and asphalt if you're not going to a yes park Mm -hmm. but um the best thing is how easy it is to get home oh my gosh that's it's a blessing right i get a hop on a five minute city bike um an electric city bike and get to work or 20 minutes to get to a workout class and like we get um, to come see you at work yeah it's 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 great to be the accessibility of uh you know transportation and being able to do certain things in such a small part of the city and not having to really travel around if we didn't want to it's great because it allows us to spend more time together allows us to see each other more do fun things and and not have to be burdened with traveling tens hundreds you don't have to put miles. a kid in a car seat to go anywhere the, the duna shout out duna if you want to sponsor us but also i mean like <laughs> but me, that was but like that now was that the best we can just put her in a stroller well yeah to i go mean to the grocery store is what exactly i'm exactly right but but i'm or saying go to the park or anything like that we don't have to put her in a car seat yeah in a car and drive yeah. anywhere which well, is really nice but that was that that would be an issue if you live in the suburbs right away you'd constantly be in, go and anywhere. Out, in and out in and out you know relative to us Walking around, if you want to jump in a cab, you have the Duna just collapses and you're in a cab and you're home in 10 minutes, right? It's, it's, much, it's a much different lifestyle. So I think that's been the biggest blessing, uh, being a father in the city. Yeah, that's good. Those are good mm-hmm. ones. Good ones. Maybe any questions for Spencer that you have? Uh, well, given the holiday season, oh, Spencer, yes. what are you dreaming of for Christmas that you could recommend to for any other girl who's looking for gifts for their boyfriends oh, boy. or husbands or fiancés? I think you can never go wrong with, as I've gotten older at least, I, the appreciation of clothes, whether it be, um, you know, suits, 
or like sweaters, certain things like that that, that are good for work. Uh, I feel like you can never go wrong with that. In terms of personal items, I'm not sure. I guess if I were to think of like the things that I use, so I, I feel like I'm blessed. I don't really. I've talked to Kate, and she's like, "Oh, I hope you know that I'm not getting you Christmas presents." I'm like, "I don't have Christmas presents. I don't feel okay, like." Hold on. I feel like- hold on. Oh wait. Sorry. Go ahead. I feel like I, I have everything. I'm very blessed in the sense that I don't really need anything. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like once you get to a certain point in your relationship, like gifts are just not as important as they used to be. Yeah. We, we spoke about this at brunch this afternoon, right? Like, yeah. If you say you want something around Christmas, yeah. you know, that becomes a Christmas gift. But had you not said anything, yeah, I'm sure I'll get you something small or something that you may have mentioned previously. But it's not this big, um, you know, moment that yeah. I guess might have been a moment earlier on in our in our you know dating life. I think you'd prefer a, a handwritten card. For me, number one gift at all points in time, no matter if it's my birthday, anniversary, Christmas, is something that's um, made. I think for me, Kate's done a very good job, and she knows my love languages, so I'm very much a words of affirmation kind of guy and physical touch. Yeah, I made you the deck of cards. Yep. It's 52 reasons 52 why I love reasons you. Why I love that you. is committed. That was, that was, oh, that, that, you ever say that, that, that was, that? that, I have it in the, in, in oh the, I'll have to bring that out after this. That's a great gift. The best Ladies. gift, I, I think, I actually think I cried when, when I got that gift. Yeah. It was the best gift. I had like scavenged, oh. I had like saved my pennies to get you nice Bose headphones. And he was like, oh, thank you. And then I gave him the deck of cards. Like, waterworks. Yeah. It's like, why did I, I am an emotional guy. I'm not going to lie about it. But I, for me, it's about the, the time and effort it went into the present, which is That's how I feel about important. expensive gifts. Yeah. You're, you're putting your time and your effort and your hard-earned money into buying expensive gifts. Teach their own. Different strokes for different folks. But for me, it's all about, you know, the thinking that's gone into it, the effort. So... If you are in a serious relationship, you know, for for me, it always landed on that side. If you were looking for gifts, I do think Bose headphones, like the Jabra headphones I used to work out, I use them every single day. A Theragun. Theragun or the Normatec, Normatec boots. boots. Those those get used. And those are for you, like girls. Yeah. Chime don't out. don't like don't forget to think of things that you can give that you can also use. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. So I remember when I was interning in New York, Spencer had a Theragun. I use that all the yeah. time. Still got Came it right over. here next to the couch. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely use that. I would think about things like that, but um, it really depends, right? Is your boyfriend or husband or whatever. what they're into? Like they're a nice coffee table book. Athletic coffee table book was another one. With I love interests. coffee table books. Kate got me one uh, about. Like, well, the main one that you got me was about the watches. Yeah. But I also love wildlife animals. So we have talked about going and wanting to go to a, do a safari. So Kate knows, you know, if I want to have a nice quiet time on the couch, a lot of times I'll throw on uh, those Netflix documentaries about the earth and stuff like that. So the, yeah. it's, it's, it's a thoughtful gift. Obviously, she has... Grown to know me. And, Kate's and a great gift giver. Kate is a tough been. gift giver to beat. Thankfully, I, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I've stumped her. She did really, you did a really good job for my birthday with suits and. and, and oh yeah, that's like a that's a good one. Even you could just you can just take them to get like one nice shirt, like a custom shirt. Because yeah. like a lot of men, their proportions are sometimes like just like women with jeans. Like sometimes dress shirts are hard to fit. So to get like a, a custom dress shirt, I don't think it's that. 
It's no, not, it's not cheap, it, but what, it's not like out, we did. out of this world. Like I think you got a tux. I got a tux. Three or four suits. Three suits. Wait. Tux, three suits, three or four shirts. It was very reasonably priced. You just have to find the right. Have to find the right tailor and or you know. You can suit DM maker. me if you want to know but where Spencer they, got his done. He was amazing. I highly recommend. And I also have a guy in Chicago too, if you need one. But okay, last question. Okay. Would love to know. Also, the guy in Chicago. If you're a domer, he's also a domer, so he'll give you a discount. Okay, Slay. Would love to know about the career progression journey. <clears throat> yeah, so it all starts in college. So I got an internship my junior year out uh, out of Penn uh, at Morgan Stanley. So I got an internship for the fixed income group, and it kind of all starts there. So I, I worked on the trading floor, sales and trading floor. And I started in high yield distressed loans in their sales trading group. You don't really get you know, labeled into one or the other. I, I could tell my interests were more aligned with sales, or with trading, excuse me, than sales. But you, you go through this process, you have multiple rotations, I did that, and then I landed on investment grade credit. I knew that I wanted to be in credit, so I really pushed hard to remain in credit. I don't necessarily know that many people get to stay within the same group, but um, and then you know I got a full time offer out of that. Landed on the investment grade group. Was you know the path towards trading was set. So I started as a desk analyst, worked with the financial analysts. So I was working on insurance companies, you know, the banks, regional banks, credit card companies, etc. And going through their earnings reports, their outlooks, their uh, debt outlooks for what they were going to issue in the coming year. And, and you go through all of that for a year. Before my year was up, they actually asked me to move to Chicago. They ha- there was a hole there. They needed help in sales, which was the biggest blessing at the time felt like such a, a curse almost. It was sort of something I had not imagined in my, for my career. I did not expect to move from the East Coast to the Midwest. I did not see where sales fit in my career path. The one big thing I tell everyone now is if you get the option to progress early, see a different part of the business you're not expecting to see, take it, especially if it's in a different location because I will always and forever cherish my time there. I think that's one of the biggest things that, that helped forward my career much quicker than I probably would have otherwise. So I went out there and and I met my wife there. Obviously. I was going to get to that point. But, <laughs> Sorry. But, but I will say that that is always something to think about right you you don't know what's going to come in that period of time but the fact that i was pushed to get outside my comfort zone meet new people you know some of my best friends uh are from that area still Uh, one of my groomsmen at my wedding is from out there so it it just forced me to get outside my comfort zone and to try something that i didn't otherwise would have would have not, not otherwise tried to do so did sales Met my beautiful wife to be out there. Was was dating the almost the entire time. We we started dating I think halfway through my time out there, and then I sort of made the push to come back. And you know, I, again, I was very blessed to work for two people who are now you know at, at the top of their career at, at, at various different places. So I came back, worked for the head of the desk at the time, uh, who I'm also still very very close with, and that sort of gave me a, a jump start. I think working within the financial pod, trading. Over a year or two, I got a, a, my own book. Uh, first full year was COVID, did a good job. And then, you know, after that first year of success, some things had happened at City where they were looking for a financials trader. 
uh, for someone to run the financials pod over there and my name came up uh, from clients as someone that they should talk to and that sort of kick-started that process and the the move happened the year after COVID so I, I left in uh, April I think it was April of 2021 did that for a year obviously uh, won't be half of the year after my garden leave you know went well 2022 was a was a very good year for most trading desks, the volatility was great. You know, we had a really good year at City. Unfortunately, some turnover happened the following year, uh, and some openings kind of came up about. And I think that's the biggest, and you know, not the biggest, but another piece of advice is always being ready, right, and, and setting yourself up for big moments, change in your career. And uh, an opportunity came up to run the desk, and you know, I've had a couple years of success. And that sort of fell into place, and I was asked to run the desk, and that's what I've been doing over the course of this year. So, it's it's sort of right place, right time. You know, again, I mentioned earlier finding what really interests you. Unfortunately, there were a number of people I started working with at Morgan Stanley who, you know, for one reason or another, have landed in you know otherwise other successful endeavors. Um, actually, funny enough, one of the um, people I interned with is now, uh, or he. He was working on it previously, but is the founder of The Morning Brew, which is a different oh. podcast. So, But I think he realized early on that what aligned with his future or his, his goals, his vision, his passion was that type of work. And obviously, good good for him. You know, Alex, he's, he's doing an awesome job there. He's an awesome human being, great person. But I think that's the most important thing is to realize what fits for you and what doesn't. And there are others, I think, who, who try to push down a path that they didn't really see for themselves and, and listen it does burn you out I think those who really are passionate about it end up you know pushing through that so it's all about finding that that balance but finding something that you're really interested in and you know it's been uh, quite a run but it's almost nine years I guess almost yeah almost nine years now that I've been doing fixed income either sales trading or otherwise and you know I'm as passionate about it as I ever was so um, that that's the biggest thing for me is to, to find your passion because it'll allow you to become sexu- successful. It's really important to have integrity because people remember you. Like, I think that's how you've gotten a lot of your opportunities is like your personality and people know that you're like reliable and you're not sketchy. You're not going to try to yes. do anything inappropriate or anything like that, where I think there are a lot of people in that world that can be a little... Like, yeah, I don't Nefarious. Know. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that people will, like, talk to you, get to know you, and remember you, and be like, you ha- and, like, obviously you're incredible at what you do, like, but that's only part of it. Like, a lot of people can be good at what they do, but if you're not a good person and you're not trustworthy, you're not going to... You're not going to get the the look to move up into higher positions, I you, feel like. You learn a lot of skills, and I didn't want to go into too much detail. I take everyone's... Uh, take, like, an hour and a half, I feel like, on it, but <laughs> but... You know, for me early on, one of the reasons why I got hired, I remember the, the person who's still running the business now came up to me and, and he's sort of sat me down and was talking through why they were giving various people offers. And, you know, he, he sort of said, you know, everyone here is very intelligent. There's a lot of smart people that are, um, you know, trying to get positions here. But the thing that made it the most difference for, you know the incremental difference if you will was that they knew I was willing to run through a brick wall I'd run through a wall for the group 
they say how high, I, they say to jump, I say how high kind of deal, right? And showing that you're going to be there to do, you know, the nitty gritty work. You're, you're excited about what you're doing, no matter how small the task it may be. You know, that's a quality that a lot of these banks look for because the, the work can be tedious, but there's always a reason for it. That's, that's going to make a world of difference in differentiating yourself, right? You have to find what is going to differentiate yourself. It doesn't necessarily have to be that adjective, but finding what will differentiate yourself and separate yourself from the competition. You know, like I said, there's, a, there's definitely a need for young talent in our industry, I'm sure, across the business as sort of uh, it, the, the business turns over. So if you are passionate you know, now is as good a time as ever to sort of find your niche and, you know, apply your uh, desires towards yeah. the job. I feel like they can easily suss out who's just there to, like, make money or they, yeah. they think they want to work in finance and they want to wear the vest and everything. Or maybe, like, their dad is in finance, so they thought that was the path to take. Yeah. But if that's that's only half of the battle. You you really have to enjoy. It. And I do. I see Spencer's passion, and he really like his his brain revolves like aside from his family. Like your brain revolves around work and how you can be better and how you can do better. And you're working after work. You're working before work. You're working overnight. Like it's twenty four hours. Yeah, and, and so. listen, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Kate knows my worst trades. There are many nights I've come home and talked to her about it. I think that speaks to you know sort of what Kate just mentioned, where my, how my brain operates and works, you know, for, for me, it's always about how do I get better? How do I not make a a bad trade ever happen again? And that's about, you know, a lot of what I historically had brought home. I think having a daughter has somewhat changed that. And I've been able to separate my work life a bit better, but, um, you know, there are many nights where I'd come home and for 30 minutes, I'd sound off on thoughts on the day, work, good trades, bad trades. Um, usually, would talk about the bad ones because she's the one who would level set me. But, um, you know, being able to have that kind of passion and, and desire to get better, uh, I think that's important, right? You don't always want, you know, hopefully most of your trades are good, and um, but the, the reality is you have to know what to work on and figure out what you did wrong and go from there. But having that type of passion, I think, is, is where you, you know, sort of all starts. Don't look back. You're not going that way. I think that also, just going to chime in here, I haven't talked Please. in a while. Please. Uh, we forgot you were here. <laughs> hey. I, to speak to the, like, willing to say, like, jump how high that, like, building that credibility, I think in across, I guess, in what I do as well, and I think that this will ring true for any toward, totally, like, any corporate profession. profession job, I think that can also serve you, especially when you're willing to, like, front load that effort you obviously want to continue it throughout your career but when you are building your reputation for yourself you want that to be your reputation because then down the line when you've built it it also i think can allow you to have more freedom and credibility because people know that you're going to get the job done and they that they don't need to micromanage you and so i think that when you have that type of reputation it actually ends up like, I mean, you still have to do the work. Yeah, yeah for you sure. You still have to do yep. it, but it ends up giving you a lot more freedom, a lot more upward mobility for sure. But that type of reputation, I think, because especially if there's anyone out there who's like really early in their career, something I don't think I realized when I first started out in my job is there's nothing 
better that like someone who is at like a manager level or director level I don't know about director but like a manager higher up level covets more than a hard working analyst who will get the job done and you can trust to do the work that is like goals yep. yeah. that is what I you think don't have to like breathe down their neck to yeah get like done. because a lot of times like you don't have the time to do all of that work so if you have an analyst who is willing to work really hard for you then you will work hard for them in ways that you can so if you're starting out in your career just trust that if you're putting in the long hours now and like because like building that credibility, it will absolutely pay off. You only have the chance to make a good impression once, right? The first good impression is the most important impression you're gonna make on your boss, the people around you. If you're seen as someone who's lazy early on, you're gonna be written off down the road. Yeah, so people don't want to, to deal that. with you. Well, 100%. Yeah. And they don't want to, they probably won't want to support you Invest either. Invest in you. Because yeah. at least in my experience, when I, now that I'm at that level, when I encounter like an analyst who will work hard for me, then I will put myself out on a limb for them as they try to like go out in their career and learn. If they put that work in for me, I will support them. And so like, remember that too. And remember also how valuable you become when you are that And people person. talk. Don't don't burn bridges. Yes, like people, people talk to each other. Yes, like, like truly, like and Mary B, she just got a promotion. So shout out Mary B. Thank you. <laughs> if anyone's still listening, maybe we can cut this and put it at the beginning. Probably should. I did just get a promotion. Mary B just got a promotion. Snaps thank for you. her. But awesome, Mary again, I think that people people talk to each other and listen. People talk it, whether it be within the same firm or across, across the firms, right? It's it's the way of the world, you know. Not necessarily has to be gossipy in nature, but you know, people have a sense of who's a hard worker. Even at banks, right? Like you get, you you talk to others. You're like, oh, this analyst is very good, or this trader or salesperson is super good at what they do. You know, people talk, and you want to be the person that they're talking positively about. Yeah. And you only get that by working your tail off, especially early on and creating that impression. It's hard to especially early on. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, we could go, we could go into this for a while, but like when you're doing the grunt work, that's when I think you can build a lot of your reputation in that way, especially if you're staying at the same company or I guess people do talk across companies, but, um, yeah, I would say put that work in because it really pays off. I think in spades, because it's like the same thing as a first impression. Like that's your first in- impression in the working world. Yeah. As and it's extremely, extremely important. And it will like it, at least like say like you're in consulting like me. Like it will also give you the pick of the litter in terms of like projects you want to be on because people are like are gonna say like oh I want them and you will and you might get picked for like multiple different projects and then you get to choose even. So yeah, yeah it's cool, important. Cool, cool. It's really important. I just I highly recommend that. So, any closing questions for Spencer? I don't know. I mean, this is an extra. I think we can keep this long because it's our last. Yeah, you guys have like multiple weeks to listen to it. So yeah, you don't have to listen to it all at once, and you can listen to it on like one point five x. Our big she bang. We have Spencer here to end season one. Excited for Kansas City guys. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. to watch some thrillers or some horrors. Or oh my shows. gosh, I forgot that we used to do we that. Have to get we haven't done that. that in a while. Do the nightly crossword puzzle. It's mm-hmm. the best. Spencer, we haven't. I like miss you. I don't see I you very know, much I anymore. You. I know. We're so gonna have to get back to it. We're gonna have to reconnect over this next. This I've had a lot together. of Bravo TV and Love Island for that's filled my cup over the last couple of weeks. 
Shout out my phone for giving me the sports needs that I've had. Yeah. On my couch. Sacrifices have to be made in a relationship. If you want me to sit up, if you want me to sit next to you, my my show will be on the TV. I love having Kate next to me while I watch sports, but I watch on my phone while she watches her Bravo TV. Well, I'm here. I haven't listened, like seen a thriller in a while. We gotta find one. If anybody has any recommendations, write us in. On uh, murder in at the end of the world or something like that on oh. either Hulu. Oh, is that Netflix? It might. Be, I thought it was the Hulu, movie? but it could be Netflix. Oh, okay. I the movie, like, no, I think it's a mini series. The movie oh, that came out on Netflix was not good. I heard that it was not good. Bodies has been pretty good, but there's a lot that so goes much, into it. So much, too much going on. My brain is like, mm, I've never much. even heard of that. Bodies. It's a mini series on uh, Netflix. It's like I also, I don't really love like. Except for I love Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very sci-fi. It became sci-fi. Oh. I love Star Did Wars and that. like and I love um, what's the other not Star Wars the other one. Star Trek. Yeah, I really? like those, but I, like Star Trek after person. that I've never I watched don't Star Trek, like. But I've definitely done Star Wars. I don't really like sci-fi stuff, so I like real stuff. Okay, um, Spencer, are you a Taylor Swift fan? Of course. Okay, that's the only question we need to know. I mean, if I go to a SoulCycle <laughs> class and Taylor Swift's on it. I'm having a good time. It's jamming out. It's jamming out. Had a pretty good, I feel like, hit rate on music and SoulCycle, which has been great. Yeah. Yeah. SoulCycle, when the music is good, there's nothing oh. like it. Yeah. I went to this one instructor recently that I meant to get the name just to tell you guys about. I'll find it. But she was amazing. She was kind of like low energy. SoulCycle or Berries? SoulCycle in okay. West Village. I, she, I feel like it was Jordan. No, Jordan I go to a lot though and I love her. So that's who I did today. Oh my gosh, my I'm going to her tomorrow morning. Yeah. She's great. And actually she knows my name. There you go. It's so funny in classes. <laughs> she knows, so me and Carol. She knows oh, both our names. And like, I went to this class one time because Carol sometimes comes to my class. And she was like, yes, Mary, yes, Carol. <laughs> it was like literally back in the name. Mary always, she knows the bike I like. She always knows where to look to find me. She always says, so it's nice. cheering me on. Maybe front row 2024. Oh, for, for Soul Cycle? I can do it. I like to be on the side. It's okay. But I can do the front. I can okay. do the front. Be bold. I would do it. I like, I just, for some reason, I love being on the side. I don't know what it is. I've never done a side. I don't think. I like Maybe it. Maybe we have. We actually you did like during COVID. You like the side stage area? Yeah, I really like the side stage. See, it's I'm quirky vain. about. I like to look at myself <laughs> in the mirror, so. I like to just be able to see that I'm doing it the same yeah. kind of stroke. I feel like on the well, side, I don't get as good of a view. Well, let me clarify. I like to be on the side by the mirror. Yeah, so side you're like right stage. side stage by the mirror. So you're so you're right by the you're like literally front next row to though? the mirror. I've been from I don't it doesn't matter where where but you just like but like to be okay. side stage closest to the mirror because then you can see your full self. So Shout vain, out. so <laughs> vain. That's like my only issue with F forty. It's a it's a pro and a con. I've been doing F forty five, and there are no mirrors. So it's like I don't like that I can't see my form, your but form, but the yeah. instructors are really good there, and they'll be like you're doing this wrong or you're doing this wrong or yeah. fix that. So, they're good. Yeah. How are the instructors relative like the Barry's instructors? There's one girl, Peyton, who's like who I see the most and she's very, she's very, very good. She's she's very good at like correcting your posture and stuff like that and the classes are much smaller than Barry's so I think it's a lot easier for her to go around and be like, sense. okay, you're doing that wrong. Like try, you should try, try to do it like this. Put your posture like this, which with the stuff that you're doing at F45, it's super important that your body mechanics are right because sometimes you're like lifting a lot and stuff like that. So I guess I have one question. Oh, mm, as let's we hear it. end oh. your guys' season, 
and we get to ending of the year. Mm -hmm. What are you both most looking forward to in 2024? I think... Let's start. Is that okay? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I think that... For the podcast, you mean, or just, like, life in general? How about one for the podcast, one for life? For the podcast, I'm excited because we just have some more fun things coming. Like, we cooking. definitely... Cooking? We're cooking. cooking up some things. Oh, we're cooking Sorry. up some things. I need to stop. <laughs> this is why Elena... Elena the, this is the, why Elena asked if I'm okay. Young Linga. <laughs> Elena, I don't know if you... you we're in the kitchen. It, lit. Elena lit. will listen sometimes Chef Curry and she'll be with like, the boy. are you good? Like, you blurt things out randomly. I just want to be sure everything's okay. I definitely want to, like, be more serious. I don't know if that means, like, getting us in a studio or what. I want us oh, to be a pod. Yeah. I was like, why do you want to be more serious in life? <laughs> no, I want to like, do the opposite in life. I want to be way less serious, actually. <laughs> no, but I want to... Um, yeah, I want. I, I think it'd be fun if we could get some video going, better audio, more guests, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we, we're gonna do. A, we're at least talking to a photographer about doing like a fun, fun photo shoot to it's get awesome. some like graphics out there. Yeah. So but Instagram is weak, weak. But it's now, it truly like it's it's just been like a passion project. Yeah. Like we're not in, we're I not feel out like here. You guys have started to get. I've seen the seriousness pick up. As you've gone like every incremental step, right? Like from yeah. the beginning when you guys kind of took it on to where it is now, even it's definitely it's been awesome better. to watch it morph. I mean, I you can you can tell how much you you can see how much you both enjoy it, but you know, listening week in week out, you sort of see how you guys have made progress in the way you've done it each and every yeah. time. So it's been awesome to sort of see from a, from a bystander's perspective. It's, yeah. it's been really fun. It's definitely a passion project, and it also made me realize why people hire social media people for oh, yeah. their companies because I just don't really enjoy that. Yeah. And so I don't know anybody I'll out myself. I run the Instagram and <laughs> that's why it's so bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a I, passion project. I, don't, I just don't like doing that it's kind of stuff. It's not supposed to be professional. So like if I had someone who would like do it for me it was good then we could hire someone be. to do work for us for like five hours a week and I think we should, have, media for we should us. have Elena do it. She would be so Elena, good at that. Elena, your social media I think about manager, that all the time. We'll, hire, we'll hire you for sure. Yeah. What about, what about for your life? For life now? For my life? I think, like, for next year, for us, I want us to just spend a lot of time together and continue to foster our little family because, like, God willing, it will just continue to grow and we life only gets harder and more stressful and I feel like we're we're in such a good place right now like dictator is like such a fun age she's like talking more walking around she interacts with stuff so I feel like we can take advantage of more stuff in the city like that she used to be too young for because there's so many amazing things that go on in the city and just you know us spend time together and great answer yeah what about you you, maybe podcast and life or one or both doesn't have to be for the podcast i'm also excited to just do more like creativity around the podcast i think one of my goals for 2024 is to try to like challenge myself creatively in like various ways and so i think like a photo shoot like maybe some merch like just like yeah, if anyone Maybe knows how to make segments. merch, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we have some great ideas. Yeah, we have incredible ideas. Um, uh, execution is just is not there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like just being able to be more creative in like that way around the pod um, is fun. Like the fun thing too about it being a passion project 
and us like being on the same page about like we do want to grow up but it is like really at the end of the day it's like a passion yeah, project just for fun um it's just fun because there's like room to explore and we like support each other in like whatever we want to do to explore like growing and all of that so I want to challenge myself to take that on because um, I think it would be really fun mm -hmm. so personally so I at my summer club this week we had this question um, as well and I'm gonna give an answer that everybody hated so oh but just like stay with me because it's just like really broad but I feel like I'm just more excited for an, I'm really excited just for another year like I love my life so much right now love being in New York with you guys and dictator and I have such like amazing friends and I love my apartment and my roommate shout out Nicole and it's just so much fun it's yeah. so fun and I know like things will change like maybe I'll meet someone I don't know like things will change life will continue on but I feel like I just one of the things about being like a youngest child is you that's a huge benefit is you see people go through life stages ahead of you mm -hmm. and so of course it you know will have different fonts it will vary as it is as, as it does with all my siblings but i can see like a little bit of like hopefully like god willing where my life will head and I just know that, like, this is such a fun time. Yes, to be untethered. Yes. Like, it's such a fun oh. time. Like, and I know that next year will also be a fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think but I'm it just... changes. It's, like, changes and, like, excitement yes. and, like, you're young and there's so much opportunity. And so I think I can just appreciate that even more because I have people that have been through the, that life stage. And not that your life isn't great right now. Like, it is. No, it's it's amazing in its different ways. It's amazing in a different way. It's, it's, it's hard. It has, like, you. the way that someone described life to me as, like, you're on a roller coaster. And, like, when you're your age, like, your highs and your lows are, like, pretty mm -hmm. not too drastic it's, not that deep. it's the very beginning <laughs> yeah. of the roller coaster and yeah. then as you get older like your highs get higher but your lows get lower yeah and higher and higher and lower and lower like and so that's just that's just life and so like the the benefits of being able to watch like a little angel child grow up and like be have be a part of that and which I still kind of get to like we're definitely more like financially secure than we were like, yeah, yeah like five yeah. years ago For and sure. stuff like that so but like now we have to wake up every morning at 7 a.m whereas you get to sleep in or like at night right. you can just watch Harry Potter and make tomato oh. soup you know Harry like finally I was doing Harry that Potter. before I came here Shout out <laughs> Harry Potter number Nothing four I'm on yeah. and I'm working on that puzzle too I'm doing the puzzle I'm eating have soup have you not seen all the Harry Potter movies no I have I have okay. I'm just Oof. watching them right now oh yeah she took our puzzle fun. I took That's a Harry Potter puzzle I, f I figured it was and, missing but any. she said it was really hard it's really like, hard we never even tried it so. but we got the border done so should we bring a puzzle to Kansas City do we not have puzzles in Kansas City last question but let me finish what I was going to say though I'm almost done I'm almost done so basically, just because of all of that and how exciting and fun this time is, I'm just excited for like more passing of time. Like I feel like I'm so lucky to just have this time, and like hopefully again, God willing, I will stay healthy next year. Mm -hmm. So like I can no torn ligaments, no no bed rest, like no sickness, <laughs> like please. And as long as that stays as it is, health. As long as I stay healthy, like. 
it's just all exciting and fun. So yes, I'm really that's just such excited. A good way. That's ex- such a good outlook on life. I'm excited for that. time. Yeah. But that's why everyone was yes. like, what? Aging is, aging <laughs> is such a privilege. Answer. Aging is such a privilege. So, yeah. so I'm excited for another year. It's a thought-provoking answer, probably. But I feel like yeah. I had a very similar, which is interesting. I feel like my answer was similar. Because like, that's literally how I felt. I was yeah. like, I hope I let our life just continues yeah. as I is. think as long like, as you Our life have- is so great. As long as you have your health, like, life is good. Yeah. So, especially as privileged and lucky as we are to live the lives that we live. 100%. Yep. Oh, my gosh. As Beyond. long as I'm looking forward to more healthy and days that are fun and, like, just it's going to be great. I don't yeah. know. So, that's what I'm looking forward to is just more time. Another year. All right. One last quick quick answer. Well, if you are could you going to answer your own question or no? Oh, you want me to answer it? Oh, yeah. What are you looking forward to? These are technically bad booze, I guess. Okay. For me, well... It's for the podcast, it's watching you two grow in terms of the way you handle it, the social media side, seeing this sort of become, you know, what we once discussed, you guys wanted it to be. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the most exciting part for me is seeing it morph into that. And I think it will obviously take time. But, you know, for me, I think this is something that you guys could grow into if you wanted to some sort of a, a, a bigger business or whatever it is that you guys want it to be. But just being able to sit on the sidelines and watch you both enjoy it. You know, I know Kate every week really looks forward to it and she talks to me about it. So seeing her find passion Aww. in something that's that's not, I think not necessarily something she had seen becoming a passion early on has been awesome to sort of watch. For next year, you know, a, a couple things, but I th- on the home front, I, I'd say it's the same for for me is just being able to really experience city the city and cherish our time in a new season of life with uh, with dictator and uh, going to new museums and aquariums, seeing how she loves animals and experiences certain things. You know, just getting to to notice all of that and be a part of that's mm-hmm. been a blessing and excited for what we will get to do next year as a family and you know hopefully bigger and better things on that front next year and and for myself and my work life you know it's been an obviously an exciting year taking on a new role new responsibility i'm really looking forward to seeing how the team matures you know with me being the head of the group for the first full year so that's something i'm really looking forward to you know proving uh, with myself and, and seeing sort of how all that works out. Mm-hmm. I guess the last question. Okay. If you had one dream guest mm. on the podcast, oh. one, 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 who would it be? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my god! That's a good answer. Good answer. A I just have so many questions. I, I hear love you. Shaq. I've actually so seen questions. him on some podcasts. He's very good on podcasts. I was just watching actually. And a I clip think like see we get DJ live. Like I think we would. Be he just seems like the man. But he was so actually cool. the, it was a good it was a podcast and it was uh, not the sort of sidecar here, but he was uh, talking about his first bad game he had in his professional career and his dad made him meet him at five in the morning and he's like why did you have a bad game he goes i don't know like felt like the stress kind of got to me all this stuff and he drove and met this homeless family of four on the side of the road and he said that's stress not yeah. knowing where your next meal is See, Shaquille, like, that's how, i love that Shaquille put that person in an apartment paid for their apartment Help that guy get a job at a lawn mowing company. The guy eventually starts his own lawn mowing company, mm. builds this thing, becomes a self-made. Sometimes people just show one, one yeah. Yeah. person so, yeah. He just seems like a guy. I, I, I honestly, I think that might be 
That might be one of my top okay, three. No, you, got it. you got to think of your own. Okay, but I'll, <laughs> I'll let Mary B go. But, uh, but I would want to talk to Shaquille. I'd want to talk to Shaq about, obviously, like, his career and, like, how he was raised and what what made him who he was. Like, what traits that his parents raised him with or if it was just, like, self-driven. Like, I think you're very self-driven. Yeah. So... Um, might not have anything to do with it. I'd like to talk to him about he how he parents because I think he's really big on education and not just giving his kids stuff. And then also his investments and how he stayed on the path of just continuing to grow his wealth and not just blow it like a lot of athletes do. Yeah. He made a lot of... I think he had a really great financial advisor and made a lot of really great decisions. So I'd love to chat. Shaquille, if you hear this. If you're hearing this, if you're our happiest guy. <laughs> number one part of the 10%. Guest. Wish list. Yeah. Are you supposed to you go? Because I'm still thinking. I'd, I'd be a, it'd be an athlete. I, I, I'm not sure who I'd want it to be. First one, one of the first that came to mind in sort of a similar vein is Roger Federer. Mm-hmm. I think, or like Novak Djokovic, like some of these really good tennis players because I've always found it super intriguing. You know, you think about all of the things that have to go right for some NFL player to be, like, the best, right? They have to have the right offensive coordinator or the right quarterback and stuff like that. But the more I think about sports, or, like, Tiger Woods probably would be number one for me. You know, one of the number one. Just just from a mentality of how you were able to continue to succeed despite everything that was going on in your life. I think Roger Federer embodies, you know, what I feel like is, you know, a great home life, a great family life. You know, the last day he was playing tennis, he essentially broke down in tears thanking his wife because she easily could have said, I don't want you to do this anymore. But she continued to tell him he needs to continue to work, do it, and and, and pushed him to become as successful as he would. would. And I think for me that spoke, that spoke very much to me because there were plenty of nights where I was having a tough time, whether it be in finding my balance or finding you know my stride and you would come and were there for me and i think for me you know being able to speak to him about that part but not only that his success on the tennis court you know he'd probably be up there among a plethora of athletes like lebron james right like he never strayed he's you can see the way that he has allegedly we don't know about lebron well, as far as we know, um, <laughs> the rumors. But for for me, it'd be it'd be an athlete like that, and just picking their brain on on their mentality and getting a little bit more of an inside scoop on one on one rather than just reading about it or listening to it. Yeah, Mary B. All right. I know. I, I need I need like four. I athletes. would also say like. Martha, Martha Stewart. Stewart. I knew that was coming. Or I was Rihanna. You know, I a, a friend of mine works for Martha Stewart. <gasps> Like knows her. Martha Stewart is Kate's. She know, built an empire her. in her fifties, and then she she was not a snitch, so she took the fall for her employee, went to jail, and still came out, and she looks amazing. I hear like, you. In she, her is, 70s. she is a legend, and she has mm-hmm. she is like a, a legend. farm and people who like help her do the work, so she can just do whatever she wants. No, I hear you. She's got a whole. It's a good. It's a good second choice. Those you can't really go wrong with those two. Yeah. So. Maybe. Okay, I th- I just I'm trying to think of I have a lot of dream podcast guests that I think we can make reality like certain people in our family, <laughs> but I think if I were to like really dream Reach like for the stars. Uh, like stars, 
Like I just I have to say Taylor Swift. I, I thought I was waiting for that. I think that's a good one. I know, and I don't think if you were to ask me a year ago, I don't think I would have said that. Yeah. But I think in particular because of the year that because she's had. Because of Travis Kelsey. No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, yeah. But how I, many times do you guys think over under? Our dad's gonna be like, when are you guys moving? When are you guys moving back? Like it's good enough for Taylor Swift. Like, why can't you guys live here Yeah, too? I know, exactly. <laughs> I know. But I think that I want to ask her about, like, I think that, so I had this moment when, so she was, like, person of the year, which I think there's a lot of debate as to whether she should have been person of the year, which I think is really fair. Like, you know, she's not, you know, I don't know. She's not, she's a pop star. She's not saving lives in Uganda. Exactly. She's a pop star at the end of the day, but she's a very impressive person. And reading the Times article and like thinking about her career trajectory, I remember thinking to myself, like, finally there's a woman out there that I feel like really good about like looking at her and being like oh I do want to emulate some yes. things she's a great model. Model. She is. like I've never like there's always there's women a lot of women out there that I'm like oh I like this about you mm-hmm. but like I don't really like that you did that mm-hmm. or like and of course Taylor Swift isn't perfect but that's also None part of that's part of the reason I really respect her is because in her mistakes in her imperfections she has worked through them and continued to just be really successful and well liked through making mistakes as like we all make mistakes as humans so I have a lot I think I could just really enjoy sitting down and asking her about like really her creative process I don't feel like she talks about that a lot like her creative process and uh, a lot about like how she like thinks through making her moves because she took a lot of risks and how she decided to like move through her like cancellation and everything and it ended up working out so well i'm like curious like her mindset and everything because she doesn't really do a lot of interviews but that's why i think i would want to have her on because i feel like solidly solid in my uh like knowledge that i can look to this person as like a role model in my life where i don't know if there's been another woman in the media where i fully felt like i can yeah. say that she's always stayed true to who she is right she had the ups yeah. and downs with, with scooter bronze she, yeah she's Kanye just west. Kanye west like she's had yeah. to deal with a lot she has as a female in that industry yeah. that's dominated in a lot of ways by men mm-hmm. and she really did come out on top it's very impressive and like it's yeah. tough not to root for her she just held like even if like you don't like her music whatever yep. you have to agree she held her ground yep exactly and she made smart business decisions yes. and she didn't let anyone steamroll over her and for that I have so much respect very for her impressive. so I think that she would be a really cool person to shout to out interview. Taylor Swift yeah but I think a lot of that came to light this year just yeah. like all of like really recognizing that um came to light this year and so I've always been a fan of hers but I don't think that she moved from being someone who was just like a person who I liked her music and she's like romantic and like it could you know relate to her songs to someone who I was like oh wait like I really respect who you are as a person as far as what I know about you yep so it's a good answer thank you so yeah Spencer thanks for those questions yes Head to round it out. It's the end of the year, end of the season. Yeah, end of the season hitters. one of Happiest Girls. Yes. There you go. This is probably our longest yeah. podcast ever. Usually we would cut it off, but since it's like our last for a while, I feel like we can just yeah. You guys can pause and pick it back up wherever wherever you need. Even though yeah. this is the end, so you're just now hearing this at the end. But yeah. But anyways, so we will have our next show in January. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be like partway through January. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be skiing. So birthday to celebrate. 
birthdays in February. Oh, sorry. Thanks for forgetting about my birthday, <laughs> January 8th. Sheesh. She had my birthday's oh, in February. No. Yes. I know your birthday's in February. How about my birthday being in January? His <laughs> birthday is January 8th. He's Woo. a Capricorn. I am a Capricorn. So, King. Yeah, everybody. Shout out 31. Wish him a happy mm. birthday. And I'm probably not going to get you a gift. Right, but thanks. I'll have Dictator write you a card. Can you write me a card? Sure. Thank you. If I remember, I will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just be listening so to the podcast. Mean. <laughs> um, uh, and so, like, do we do baboos? Or, like, the, I mean, I feel like that. those are kind of what we're looking forward yeah. to. It's, like, kind of our baboo. Um, but if you want to do baboo, you can do baboo. Okay. Um, well, actually, I'm just going to share a baboo. I've already started. Please Maybe do. this will be inspiring to some extent it's actually working is I've started habit stacking journaling mm. because I'm so I always say like every day I wake up and I think to myself I'm gonna journal today so what do you do while you journal to have a stack? so this is what I've started to do I put my journal on top of my Nespresso pods so you make your coffee while you journal yes because I love my morning coffee it's like a ritual that I just nothing better wake up and like it gets me out of bed like I just love my coffee and so I put my journal on top of my Nespresso pods and while my coffee brews I journal and it's right in front of my face so I want to continue that I don't know how I'm going to do it when we leave the city I was thinking about that this morning but you could just put it on top of the coffee maker in Kansas City True, I can, like, well, actually, we didn't even know what's going to be. Yeah, we don't know. I was going to say, I can just slide moved, it in. So, it's mysterious so we what don't our know life where, is going to look like. Where we're going to, yeah, we're going to be laying our heads, really. Hopefully we have beds and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So that's why I have a to continue that journaling, because I think, I'm really proud that I actually, like, use some habit-stacking skills that I know of. Yeah, I love to habit-stack. What about you? Anything? My baboo for this upcoming year, which should, or no, for the end of the year, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Till our next pod. Till our next pod. You know what? It's just going to be to enjoy and to not put pressure on myself to like work out a ton or eat super healthy or go to the opposite end of the spectrum. It's just to like live my life and to try to feel the best that I can with wellness. And... Are we going to order insomnia tonight? <laughs> Just like old times. Remember when you sure. used to bring us insomnia over from like the office or milk bar? Yeah, and milk Kate and bar. I would be lying yeah. in bed and Spencer yes. would just come bring us dessert. <laughs> if he wanted to, he would. <laughs> um, what's your baboo for the rest of the year? Well, mine was going to be getting back into the swing of things on the health side. Yeah, that's good. Starting tomorrow. After starting after <laughs> it always starts after house. my wife wants to end her her uh, cookie slash dessert desires. Yeah, I was never a dessert cookie sweet tooth, but marriage and relationships change things. Uh, but I think for me, I I just re- the the old adage like New Year, New Me, like starting fresh, Jam One irks me. I just feel like if that's going to be your motto, you should start December. Start tomorrow first, or whatever the mm-hmm. next day is. So I think for me, I feel like I've done this, started to, is just more consistently getting back to working out and not having gaps of like working out, you know, five days a week for three weeks and then missing two weeks, you know, breaks are healthy, but I want to get on the path of being just more consistent in general on that side and prioritizing that in 2024. If you ever need a buddy, let me know. We're going to do soul. 
We sold. Mm-hmm. Guys, there, there is a gym pass. There, there, I got berries there on is there. an F45 in Kansas City. So There's should I not pause my gym pass? Should I keep it going? In KC? Yeah. Yeah, if you can use it to buy a 45. All right, we're doing it at 45. Okay. Sounds good. Um... Okay, I'm excited. We'll have to think about if I'm going to pause my gym pass or not. I probably I probably won't. Because if we do core power, we do F45. What else is in Kansas City? I'm sure there's Could some the, bike class or something. Some soul, bar, cycle. Fusion fitness, Casey. Just got to be on my gym pass. Casey's workout scene. Like, if I lived there, that's what I would do. I would okay, up there work out. Just start I feel like cycle as there? they become, as the, the city of Kansas City becomes bigger, I, and I do think it has been, as like at least from outsiders... No, I just feel like more people are moving into regions like that. Like they should invest in adding a berries there. They mm-hmm. like to live or a soul cycle. People would definitely use it. I mean, yeah, it I definitely it feels like that there's that's, no berries or a soul cycle. And it yeah. is the city's not like it's not like it's a, a, no, a nothing city. I mean, it's no. a pretty large city. Yeah, people would do it there. Should we start a branch? Yeah, I actually do know the owner of berries, so if you wanted to hit me up, be good. Kate's yeah. water broke during berries. He sent me a personalized video congratulating me on being the first woman whose water ever broke at berries. It's pretty In the whole world? Boss. That's pretty impressive. And that's why you got the shoes. Well, I didn't get shoes. They sent her a little onesie and a book. I thought they, they also sent the shoes. The instructor sent us Oh, shoes. the instructor whose oh. class I was in, Jennifer S. Shout she's out awesome. her. She's amazing. If you guys want to get your booty she's kicked, really, go see really her. Good. Don't go to her if you're a beginner. I would say. But you I can, know, but actually, you're gonna I, if, you told you're her, gonna... if you told her you were a beginner, like, she would be, she goes young. They're, they're good. I think all the classes are pretty good with beginners, but, but I do think tough. she's one of the tougher ones. But yeah, she bought her cute little Nikes, which is so nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find the soul cycle I went to December 4th. How do I do that? Oh, I can do it. Can you look at your email? December 4th. She's on her gym pass, though. So oh. Yeah, but I can, I have to, like, cross-reference it with can the Can you pass. go to, like, previous classes? Yeah, this is it right here. Previous oh. classes. Well, maybe Spencer can look on his app. Which one was it? December 4th. Well, here, let me look. December 4th, West Village at 7 a.m. Wait, find a class. Can I go back in time? What day, well, is, maybe, it during the, what what day, day is it during the week? Uh, It would have been a Wednesday. Wednesday at what time? Um, it's a Monday, December 4th. Monday? Yeah, Monday, December 4th, 7 a.m. I think that's what it was. M- Mondays at 7 a.m.? Oh no, that would have been Jordan. At West Village. Shoot, who's Jordan? Yeah, that would have been Jordan. That wasn't the one, though. Shout out Jordan, love her. Okay, let's I'll think about let's it. Let's round out this podcast so people okay. don't want to take us down. Um, thank you everyone for a great first season. It's been such a fun year for us. Yes, so fun. We hope that you've enjoyed it as well. We'll be back in 2024 better than ever. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed this banging, really long episode. Yes. Hopefully it'll take you through the next few weeks. Um, and Monday reset. Let's, let's go. go. Wait, Spencer. Come on. All right, let's try again. I didn't want, I know I was supposed to be in there. Get in here. All right. You ready? Monday reset. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs>